Dr. Marty's suggestions are intended to take the place of formal in-office therapy and are for informational and educational purposes only, not an attempt to correct long-standing serious problems which should only be done under the care of a licensed mental health professional. The doctor is in. Welcome to Ask Dr. Marty on 107.9 WOLD, a weekly program focusing on you, your marriage, and more. Dr. Marty Tashman combines compassion, insight, and training with over 30 years of experience. Dr. Marty is a licensed marriage and family counselor, as well as a clinical social worker in New Jersey, a board-certified diplomat and author. It has been his mission to help couples stay together happily through difficult times while improving their quality of life. More information is available on his website, yourmarriagecounselor.com. Join Dr. Marty Tashman live on the Oldies 107.9 WOLD talk line at 732-748-1079. 732-748-1079. Now, here's Dr. Marty. Good evening. This is Dr. Marty, and I'm here to talk to you again on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. As was, was mentioned, I have my doctorate in clinical psychology. I'm a licensed couples and marriage counselor, and we're here to talk about anything that's important to you. What's different from this program is that we go into depth about practical information that you can use, information that I actually use during a therapy session. This isn't therapy because I don't know who you are and I cannot make adjustments or specific suggestions. But the information that I'm sharing, the material, the suggestions, it's kind of like you're sitting in a session with me now. So something to consider. And a little background about me. Um, I have two masters, a master's in education, a master's in clinical social work. I've written a bunch of books, uh, one about the trauma or actually two about the trauma of infidelity, one for the person who has stepped out of the relationship, one who has been uh, uh, betrayed. Also talked about how to have a lasting relationship. Uh, Have written a book about how to deal with difficult people, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And also one that is interesting to me when I see couples, I share with them the information I've developed called How to Negotiate with Your Partner. You know, a lot of people have a negotiation uh, strategy, and here's the strategy. It's called my way or the highway. Perhaps not the most effective way, and it's what brings people to my office. Anyway, stay tuned to the end of the program, and I'll share some special offer regarding my books for folks who are listening to the program. Uh, In past programs, we've talked about addictions and what causes them, and more importantly, what's the best way to treat them. We've talked, spent a lot of time on healing from infidelity, and we've talked about just how to have a healthy relationship. And last week was Valentine's Day week, and we talked about what was love and is there such a thing as a soulmate? And if you're curious, I'm not telling you. You're going to have to go back to the site, yourmarriagecounselor.com, and you will hear the broadcast, Is There a Soulmate? What is Love? Because I think I've got my arms around it, pun intended, about what love is. Uh, And if you're curious, well, you can take a listen at the site. By the way, you can text me at 732-246-8484. Or you can call me on on the talk line, 732-748-1079. 732-748-1079. 1079 if you're having trouble at work or you're with your family 
give me a call. We can figure it out. Tonight will be the first in a series of two programs about borderline personalities or difficult people to deal with. And a lot of this material is taken from my book called My Spouse, My Parent, My Child is a Difficult Person to Live With, or in quotes, has a borderline personality. And we'll talk about that in a little while, what that means. But what do I do now if I have this very difficult person to deal with? So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Barring any questions that you have or things that you're uh, interested in or concerned or comments that you have. So let's begin to talk about the borderline personality. All right, you know, it's, it's ironic is, is there have been very famous people who have been diagnosed by other folks to have borderline personalities. And surprise, surprise, people have said Madonna is one of those people. In addition, they've said uh, Robin Williams, rest his soul, Angelina Jolie, Britney Spears, Jim Morrison, Barry Monroe for our more mature listeners like myself, and even Princess Diana. Some might even say, now I'm going to go out on a limb with this. Some might say that our, close your ear, Sean. Some might say that our current president might fit into this. That's what some might say. Anyway, this series, the purpose is to help you live with someone who is difficult. Because I can tell you, as a therapist for over 30 years, the people that I have the most problem working with are the people who are this category of borderline. They are really difficult. They're the biggest challenge. And the reason I wrote the book was because I found them to be a challenge. So I wanted to do exhaustive research. I wanted to think about it. And I wanted to share what I learned with other folks about dealing with this very difficult situation. Woman, sounds like the being of a joke, but I promise it's not. Woman comes into my office and says, Doc, you have to do something. I cannot live like this. The biggest challenge to making a relationship work is the person who reaches out to therapy looks to me to, quote, fix, unquote, their spouse or their parent or the person who has the borderline personality. They come to me because they recognize that the person that they're dealing with, that they're with, that they have a relationship with, their family, has these characteristics that we're going to be mentioning. That's what they take a look at. And that's where they make their biggest mistake. Because what they're doing is waiting for the other person to change. And the only person, as I say all the time, that we can really change and that we have an effect on is ourselves. And we're going to be thinking about how we respond. One of Dr. Marty's basic sayings over and over again is being able to do the right thing even when your partner doesn't. Because what I hear all the time, and what is natural human instinct is, well, she did this, he did that, so what else could I do? The idea is to stop the dynamic, to stop that process. All right, there are things that will be very helpful that we're going to talk about for the partner of the borderline personality and what to do. We're going to be talking about what's involved in successful therapy for them. But I'm going to start out with, a place to start is with, what is the description of the borderline personality? What does that really entail? I'm going to give you the technical description, and then I'm going to give you the Dr. Marty description. 
All right, so now what we're going to do is talk about what a borderline personality is exactly. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. I'm crazy. Crazy. All right, so I'm kidding a little bit. You'll hang in there with me. All right. A borderline personality is somebody who has an ongoing pattern of instability in, in their own personal relationships and with their self-image, their emotions, and they're extremely impulsive And they, in a variety of different situations. They have frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. They are frightened to death of being alone, not having anybody around. There's a pattern, as I was mentioning before, of intense interpersonal relationships characterized by extremes of idealization and devaluation. That's another way of saying is they love drama. They set up dramatic situations, solving things in a way that is calm, that is reasonable, is just not part of their personality. They have, according to the psychiatric di diagnosis, an identity disturbance, by unstable self-image. Sometimes they think they're the best. Sometimes they think they're a piece of garbage. Here's a big one that they have and that the Diagnostic Statistical Manual underlines. They are impulsive. They're also very, very available to having addictions. Okay, they, it is not uncommon for them to have suicidal behavior or gestures. How about this one? If you don't do this, if you leave me, I'm gonna kill myself there is this kind of dramatic piece. Then if you look under the emotional hood, there are chronic feelings of emptiness. And then in addition to that, they have inappropriate emotional responses. Their anger is out of proportion and off the charts. They have difficulty in, in controlling their, their bursts of explosions. They are prone to physical violence. Huh. Not all in all an easy thing to deal with. And they have, uh, they are paranoid oftentimes, like people are out to get me, people are going to hurt me as part of that. Uh, by the way, not all, um, all these symptoms are what the people who have borderlines have, but they have a number of them, three or four sets of the symptoms. The unstable relationships, the impulsivity, the, dram the being dramatic, etc. Now, I'm going to tell you my personal list, which is a little bit more exhausting of that and what I see in my office sometimes when people come in. Their emotions are out of control and they have mood swings. They, as was mentioned before, they have problems with their interpersonal relationships, so a lot of them show up at my doorstep. Uh, they have concerns about the abandonment. They feel extremely vulnerable. They do self-destructive things just to get attention, just to get sympathy. They have, this is one that is really important, they have black and white thinking. They can tell you what's right, they'll tell you what's wrong, and the way they see the world is you're either for me or against me. The reality is, is that you and I can have a third position that is not for you nor against you, but just sees things differently. A borderline person will say, if you don't agree with me, you must be against me. The other thing that I find that it's very maddening if you have a relationship, they feel they're entitled to special treatment just because they breathe. They become really demeaning. They put you down if they don't get their way. That's where all the kind of verbal abuse happens. They have self-pity. 
One of the patterns is, is that they take a look at themselves and they go, poor me a great deal. They're easily hurt, they're very vulnerable about it, they feel like a victim. They are perfectionistic, they're snobbish, they're restless. They, this is one that's really tough, is they do not feel guilty. And they're overly involved in the details. And they feel like they're oftentimes misunderstood, they're compulsive, and they tend to catastrophize. And in addition to that, they universalize. That is, I never, I always. And again, people are not going to have all of these, but they'll have a number of them. I'm hoping, you know, most of all, it's never them. It's always the other person. It's always on the other side of the coin. If something happens, you know, if, if, uh, if they hit somebody, it was the other person's fault because their face was in the way. Can you imagine having a relationship with that? We're going to talk about why people have a relationship with that in, in, in a little while. But it is never, never them. You say you're looking for someone who's never weak, but always strong to protect you and defend you, whether you are right or wrong. Someone to open each and every door. It ain't me, babe. No, 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 it ain't me, babe. It ain't me, babe. It's never them. It's hard to get your arms around somebody. You know, it's hard to hug, hug a porcupine. It ain't me, babe. Okay, well, it's common for a person with borderline personality also suffers from panic attacks, depression. I talked about addiction. They are very vulnerable to the other emotion with secondary diagnosis. And if you want to, you can always go to yourmarriagecounselor.com this record this uh, episode will be recorded there and the book that I'm taking a lot of this material from is how to get along with a difficult person quote borderline personality will also be there for you and uh, I will give you a hint of things to come it's going to be involved in my special offer at the end of the program all right anyway let's let us move on okay now here's an interesting question is what are the triggers that causes someone who has borderline personality to act out? <sighs> what causes them to do it? And here they are. When someone doesn't agree with them or someone doesn't understand them or there's a loss of a job or there's a crisis situation. These are not people you want to be in the foxhole with you. These are people who are going to turn around and accuse you rather than working with you. When a relationship is ending they can be vicious when there's a rejection of any kind. Remember, people see the world in black and white and they project onto it. It ain't me, babe. So if you break up with them, all, all, um, all bets are off. All bets are off. Who wants to be with that? We're going to talk about characteristics of a non-borderline partner. But before we do that, those of you who listen to the broadcast will know what's coming up. And those of you who haven't, we'll hear about something that's very important to me. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> Hi, this I is Dr. Marty. As a pet owner myself, I'm very much interested in helping cats and dogs find their forever home. I want to encourage you to help a wonderful organization called New Beginnings in East Brunswick. There is a way you can help that to happen by volunteering, donating, or adopting a pet. You can reach them at 732 238 1348. 732 
1348. They're located at 706 Cranberry Road in East Brunswick. They're open on Tuesday and Thursday, 3 to 7 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 12 noon to 4. This small shelter does an amazing job using only volunteers. These people are really people who care. Please mark March 9th on your calendar from 7 to 9 p.m. with a night of shenanigans and a great time and a wonderful cause. You can find out more information on their Facebook page. Again, you can contact New Beginnings at 732-238-1348 and I promise you, you will feel better for it. Who of us can't use a little bit more love in our lives? I want to remind you, you can reach me right here at this very moment. We're midway through the program, and you can reach me at 732-748-1079, 732-748-1079. And I wonder, have you ever dealt with a difficult person? Have you ever felt just so frustrated you just want to explode? If you have, give me a call, and let's talk about dealing with them, because there are things you can do. All right, let's go back to characteristics of a non-bipolar uh, per, uh, personality. Remember I said, you know, we talked about the personality, but what kind of person connects with, hooks up with someone who has all those characteristics? Here, here we go. Is they are very concerned with being accepted. They, just like a bipolar um, a borderline personality is frightened to be alone, and that's one thing that they have in common. Neither the partner nor the uh, the borderline personality feels and cannot tolerate being alone, and that's really difficult for them. And so they become, the term is used for addictions as well, they become an enabler because they do not want, they accept all kinds of abuse, they rationalize it away, they blame it away so that they don't have to do anything and then feel like they're being abandoned. So here's a question I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you some criteria to decide, are you one of those people that are an enabler? In the book, there are these questions, but let's do this together. Here are four questions to ask yourself on a scale of one to 10. Uh, would you score yourself a one being not at all or a 10 being very much so? by feeling overwhelmed by your partner. In other words, does your partner seem to steamroller over you? And do you accept that? Is that a one, not at all? Or is that a 10 or an eight or a nine? That's one of the characteristics of somebody who is the partner of someone who is, who is borderline. How about this one? I feel like I've tried everything. And I hear that all the time. That's a great way for not having to do anything. And what I tell clients that I work with, and they say, I feel like I've tried everything, is you've tried everything that you know. You haven't tried everything that I know. If you rate yourself as a one, and you never say that, and you're always open, well, you're on your way. But if it's a seven, eight, nine, or higher, you are uh, prey to be the kind of person that is enabling a, a borderline personality. Do you feel like you don't deserve to be treated well? Do you feel inadequate? Or a little bit more subtle is after there's an interaction and you think about it for a while, then you feel abused. But during the time, you accept it and only realize it afterwards. And then you come back for more by staying in the relationship. If you don't do that very much and it's a one or a two, that's great. If it's higher than a seven, that's a problem. Here's the last one for Craig to consider is, I feel helpless. Not at all, 
that would be a one. Very much so would be an eight or more. So in the book, the borderline personality, I ask folks to score themselves. And if you want to see these questions, you can go back to find them. If you've scored 30 or higher, you may fit into the, I, the, the category of a person who is an enabler. Oh, by the way, an enabler always feels like they're guilty or they have a sense of being overly responsible. It's always me. You know, I have this thought about somebody, if I were in my office and I left the $10 bill down and I walked out of the office and the $10 bill mysteriously disappeared, they would give excuses why it wasn't them and apologize for the fact that it got lost. They're the ones who take on all the heat and all the blame. And in an, in an attempt to get connected with their partner, what they do is whatever the partner asks for. He's so And they justify it. The enabler justifies by saying, he is so fine. He has been so charming. I just want the person that I met, the charmer that I met. Uh, Daryl, who is a borderline personality, yells at Myra, his wife, the non-borderline personality, for forgetting to pick up the groceries. He accuses her of trying to spoil their party and being lazy. Myra just chalks up Daryl's outburst by telling herself that Daryl is just nervous about having guests over. She overlooks the fact that Daryl usually yells at her and blames her for anything. It's not his fault. Because after all, he can be so charming and so nice and so fine. In therapy for the non-borderline person, there will be a discussion about the emotional work for the non-borderline person to deal. How do you deal with this kind of abuse? What do you do? We don't have time to go into it now, but there are things that you can do. And here's the short version of it. Setting boundaries that are calm and firm and that involves a whole bunch of personal work in therapy for the borderline personality that what you need to do is develop those skills to develop the skills of setting setting the limits for sure you know and getting past the husband or the boyfriend or the girlfriend that you used to have getting to the idea that this is who the person has become as a result of the relationship evolving. What we want to do is, is for the non-borderline, not to wait for the borderline person to get better, but to develop strategies to be able to leverage their feelings of um, that they're inadequate and that they're not okay to develop a place where they really feel like they're okay. You know, the idea is, is no, what level, think about the level that you are in terms of resistance to, to dealing with this issue. Number, on a scale of one to 10, I believe there's nothing I can do, or I've tried everything like we talked about before, or I'm concerned, you know, I'm gonna just give up and I realize that this is my fate. You know, um, think about this. If I'm very concerned about money and time that it will take over, I've spent time and money that there won't be any change. The idea is you can always find a reason not to do something. The point is, is if you keep giving excuses, the days, the weeks, the months go by, and what happens is your life goes by. So if you have a partner that is borderline, doesn't mean you have to leave them. It does mean you have to learn new scope, coping strategies. Now, 
I'm going to, we have a few minutes left, and I'm going to talk to you about what I think are seven things that you have to do, seven parts for successful therapy for somebody who is not the borderline, who has a partner who's a borderline. Here they are. Developing a positive self-image. The place to start is figuring, I'm okay, and there are techniques that you can use to make that happen. Depersonalizing the borderline personality. In other words, when the borderline personality is aggressive and negative, to not take that to heart because it's not so much about you. It's about the borderline personality kind of trying to manipulate you. Learning how to reduce anger and how to deal when the other person is angry learning how to set boundaries, which is a very big deal, dealing with your own issues of abandonment, learning how to deal with conflict, and how and when to be empathetic. Because I'm not suggesting that you don't connect with the other person or not concerned about them. I'm suggesting that you're empathetic on the one side, but on the other side, set limits. When you're talking about setting up your own self-image checkup, you know, the idea is on a scale of one to 10, and I'm big on scales because it gives you a starting point. How good do you feel about yourself? You know, or do you think, uh, I'm not very, I'm not worth that much and I'm kind of defective, et cetera. Well, that might be a two or a three. Or if you say, you know, I'm really, I am good and I don't deserve to be treated like that. Well, that would be a 10. The work ahead is making sure that you feel like you're a valuable person and you don't deserve to be treated like that. And the way we know that you feel you don't deserve to be treated like that is you don't allow it to happen. Now, I want to start with things that the non-borderline personality can do for themselves. In other words, how do you build your own self-image? Here are some things that you can do. Look for small things you can do that you can be proud of yourself for accomplishing. There's nothing that makes you feel as good about yourself as being able to do something well. Find people, family, friends, and encourage them and have them encourage you. Some people who are positive about you, who value who you are. Here's another one that you may not think about. Do acts of kindness for them. Is it interesting? And by the way, if you do acts of kindness for people, do not find another borderline personality to do acts of kindness for because it'll just reverberate and go back and forth like an emotional pinball machine. My point being is, is when you do, think about a time that you've done a kind act for somebody. When you walk away, you feel better than they do. When you feel good about something, you feel better about yourself. Acts of kindness can be a great way to build up your self-image. The other thing that you can do is be aware of your self-talk. Notice, notice what you tell yourself when your uh, partner, when your borderline partner is saying something to you that is negative. You know, notice that conversation. Do you let your partner, like Leslie Gore says, do you let your partner not define you? Do you not tell them what, do you not let them tell you what to say or what to do, or more importantly, what to feel? The other thing that you can do is do something that you enjoy that makes you feel good. Find a way to be playful. Find a way to involve yourself. And those are ways of developing your own self-concept where you do not need professional help to do those things acts of kindness. Um, what you do is uh, thing, things that you're good at, finding people who can support you, a variety of things that you can do today to be able to feel better. 
However, if those five things do not work, do not work to help you build your own self-esteem, well, that's a signal that you look for professional help. You look for people who can help you, who have a double expertise. The dual expertise is on the one side, how to deal with borderline personality specifically, and on the second side, how to deal with couples. Those are the kind of credentials that you're looking for somebody. Well, we've, done, uh, we've talked about a whole variety of different things in terms of how to deal with the borderline personality and, and what they're like. We've identified what a border personality is like. We've talked about some of the triggers that, are, that get them to, to get upset with you. We've talked about things that you can do on your own to take care of yourself. We've talked about things that therapy can do to help you. And so in the next time, we will develop some more strategies. We'll talk about how to handle conflict with a partner who's borderline strategies. There are ways that you can change a borderline's behavior, how to improve your communication with your partner. And the offer that I promised you was how to live with a borderline personality who is a spouse, who is a child, who is an uh, adult parent. If you would like that, if you'd like that book, you can contact me during the week with that or a question. You can reach me at 732-246-8484 or email me at drmarty at comcast.net. Or lastly, you can text me at the same text number I talked about today, 732-246-8484. I'll be glad as a listener to this program to send you a copy of my book of how to deal with a borderline personality where all this information is located. And you can take the test and and measure yourself and it'll be able to do some self-therapy at least as a starting point. So Together, we've walked through the beginnings of dealing with a borderline personality, and you've got your hands full. It's difficult. But if you have somebody and you have an emotional investment and you have children or you do not want to break up your relationship, there are things you can do. But what I want you to take away from the program, it isn't about changing the other person, though we can work on that. It's about changing yourself. It's about doing the right thing even when your partner doesn't. Lots more to be said about dealing with a borderline personality. But until next week, I'm going to ask you to be good to yourself, be good to your partner, and find the love in your life that can give you a happy time to look forward to every day that you live. This is Dr. Marty saying good night for now. Opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.